you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront of making disciples, of indoctrination in godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, welcome to Friday, mm-hmm. the Friday edition of uh, Aaron the Addison's on American yes. Family Radio. We appreciate you listening, um, listening all week long with us. It means a lot. Um, I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B and J Mac are on tap to help us navigate the show. We're going to open the phone lines up in the second segment. We're going to do something different today. Um, today's uh, show is the Friday edition, but it's a, a little bit um, more intentional today. Mm-hmm. Um, you have asked, and so we are going to answer today, uh, your questions about books. You ask us, um, more often than you might imagine, not only what books are we reading, what books are we giving to our children? What books can we recommend on X, Y, Z? And, um, and so based on some of those questions and the fact that we are going into, um, the biggest shopping season of the year, we thought that we would talk books with you. So this mm. is going to be, by the way, this is going to be the podcast that you're going to want to save and that you're also going to want to maybe share with some of your friends. Right. Um, so what we don't expect is that people are going to write down book titles and that they're going to get all the information maybe as they're driving and going about their day. For some people, if you listen to podcasts the way I listen to podcasts, this may be in the background as you're folding clothes. Mm. This may be something that, you know what I mean? Like, and mm-hmm. so, so what I would suggest though, is that you save it and, and then maybe prepare to go back to it later as you think about what books you might want to buy in the future. And, you know, of course, if books are a big deal for you. So uh, today's show is leaders are readers, leaders are readers. And um, not only should we be reading, but we should be encouraging our children and grandchildren to read. And so today we're going to talk books, but here's what, what else we're going to do. Um, not only will um, we share with you some of our book lists, if you will, uh, but we're going to open the phone lines up for you to do the same. Have you read any good books lately mm. that you're just bursting at the seams and you're like, oh, man, people need to know about this book? Um, do you have great books that you're reading with your children, that your children are reading that you think other Christian parents might be interested in? Um, then we're going to open the phone lines up to you to share so that we can all grow together and be enriched by one another. And I'm looking forward to this. I think this is going to be really fun um, because there's so much that's out there mm-hmm. that I think people are willing to get started. They just don't know where yeah. to get started. And so hopefully uh, we can help with that just a little bit today. Uh, be kind of fun and exciting to see what people are, are reading and what their kids are reading. Um, so shall we just dive right in? Yeah, sure. Oh, wait, you know what? what? It's National Collection Week. Yes. Can we just remind our listeners that mm-hmm. uh, until the 22nd of yep. November, you have time to stuff shoe boxes <laughs> and get them to those drop-off Eesh. sites. The drop-off! The drop-off <laughs> sites. Uh, make sure that you're doing that. Yes. Uh, so anyway, um, go to SamaritansPurse.org slash OCC mm-hmm. to learn more. SamaritansPurse.org slash OCC. 
Yes. Um, so you can learn where the drop-offs are, um, learn what can go inside a shoebox, mm-hmm. and um, make sure that you get that done in a timely fashion. Didn't yeah. want to forget to tell our listeners about that. That's right. Also, you know, if you want to email us, you can email us at addisons at AFR.net. Now, I, I want to uh, tell you, you can um, follow us on Facebook and on our YouTube um, channel. Just search Airing the Addisons, and you can uh, even see the broadcast live. But I'm, I'm saying that also we post stuff on the Facebook page. We post the show uh, for the day on the on the Facebook page. And also we do these little challenges with our children. And I think we have one coming up real, real soon, probably Should probably this weekend. This weekend. You yeah, think? yeah, I think I so. And so it's, it's it's pretty fun. It's it's fun and it's funny. So yeah. uh, <laughs> if you follow us on uh, yeah. Facebook, you can check that out. And we'll give a little notice when we're about to go live. And uh, they love it. They, they think it's fun as well. So. Yes. Yes, they do. Okay. So the books that we are going to discuss today in short now, because of the time we can't, um, we can't tell you about the books the way our son JD tells you about a book. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like he tells, he retells the book and we're like, that's not a summary son. You know, he goes into all the details and which by the way, when we open the phone lines, uh, you can't tell about the book like that either. <laughs> like we're, we'll never get anywhere if you do that. So you're going to have to just give us the author, give us a quick summary, why you think we need to read it. What, you know, real quick, real quick. <laughs> you can't say. And so then when she was five, like you can't, mm. if you start doing that, mm. we're all going to just sail away. Sail <laughs> like we're going to, we're gone. Okay. Um, all right. So, so let me start with kids books, right? Because um, yeah. I think that a lot of parents write into us, um, more than asking about books for themselves, they ask about books for their kids and for their grandkids. Books for, and, their, for um, their kids and also like the church history books. Thanks for that a lot too. That is so true. Top, the, that's right. That's the top two, I, I would think. Top two categories, yes. books for kids and church history books, which I've got those here as well mm-hmm. um, because that's that's top of my list for my suggested reading is church his, history books. Mm-hmm. You, you really don't know what it's going to do um, for your faith to read about the way the Lord has preserved the church. Yeah. Mm, it's so good. Okay. All right. So children's books. Um, and I've got the books here. So I'm going to just be holding them up. If you're watching the live stream, you can see the cover of the book. Um, or you can just listen. I'll give you title and author. And if it needs, then maybe like a quick summary or whatever. All right. So one of the very first significant books that J.D., who is now 11, ever read was The Armor of God or The Kid's Guide to the Armor of God book written by Dr. Tony Evans. Mm -hmm. And this was a gift that was given to him. And I believe he read this book when he was about eight years old and he loved it. He was able to take notes in it. And um, and even just today, when I asked the kids to go grab the books that they really love and I told them what we were going to do today and I asked them to go grab the books that they love, uh, he started thumbing through this book and he could not believe his handwriting. Shout out to just brother, from, brother Devin. Shout out to our brother Devin, who mm-hmm. gifted this book to J.D. and yes. he loved it. I mean, he just dove right in and um, and this book was a blessing to him. It's very readable and uh, it enriches and strengthens uh, kids in their faith. And so um, this is for boys or girls. You can, if you have a, a boy or girl, they can read this book. All right. So there you go. Armor of God book, uh, The Kid's Guide to the Armor of, uh, of God by Dr. Tony Evans. Mm-hmm. And then also sticking with kids. And this, I would put these books that I'm about to grab in the category of apologetics books for mm-hmm. kids that our kids have loved. Um, Cold Case Christianity by J. Warner Wallace. He wrote... Um, and also God's crime scene. He wrote two books 
of this by the same title for kids. So mm-hmm. cold case Christianity and God's crime scene for kids written by Jay Warner Wallace and his wife, Susie. And so our kids loved both of those books. I'm holding up one here. This is, I'm going to make sure people Bring can it see it. Yeah. This is, there, there we is. go. God's crime scene right uh-huh. there. There's a note on there, my little sticky note. And um, also cold case Christianity. Got to yes. have that one. Uh, then here's another book. And just to know, um, Jay, Jay Warner Wallace, if, if, uh, you guys want to know more about him? He was on our show uh, this week, right? A few yes. days ago. Um, yes. So if you look back there in the archives, you can hear from him, you know, in his heart. He's a, he's a great guy. Yeah. All and right. these books are so well done, really giving kids a foundation for apologetics and defending the faith, thinking deeply about what it is that they believe. Um, another book that is in that category for um, a little bit of the, I would say, the older age kids. Let me make sure I get it right there. Mm-hmm. All right. So Truth Chronicles, mm-hmm. which is an apologetics fictional series. So I would say if you've got a kid that's like uh, 11, 12, 13, 14, like, you know, kind of your preteen teens, um, this book series is for them. It follows a group of kids who travel in time, back in time, um, to defend historical accounts from the Bible. And it's got all the drama in it that, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> Oh boy, we're not going to get through. <laughs> it's got all the drama in it. It's ha- I, I have to cough. I don't understand. It's only <laughs> well. Let me, let me you know I'll let you go ahead and uh go ahead go ahead cough. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. I think I'm ready now. Uh, okay, okay. you ready? It's got all the drama in it that teenagers want. All right, I'm done with that one. Here we go. That one made you cough. Ahead, that one ahead. is just anyway. um. And then this one is Imagination Station. Let me mm. get this one in the in the frame here. This one is done by, it's uh, produced by Focus on the Family and then published by Tyndale. And this is going to be for more like 7, 8, 9, 10, that age group. But it's a, I would put this in the category of historical fiction. So you've got these two kids, uh, Patrick and Beth, who travel back in time to uh, experience events from history. And it's told from their perspective. They kind of get to be a part of it. And it's it's kind of fanciful. And um, J.D. loves this book mm. in particular. All right. Is there anything that you want to throw in here? Not, I, well, not. I mean, I, I didn't know if you was going to go to the like the little, little kids book. Yes. Like the one, okay. Well, go well no, I, have I not, do. Okay. Go I do going. have. I'll keep going. Okay. Yes. All right. So here's another book. This is going to be for the younger age kids. I would say um, five, six, seven. Mm-hmm. But don't tell the big three. <laughs> putting them on they love it too okay they they when i tell that. the little three i tell the little three gather gather around you know <laughs> the big three are there and hey, whoa they hey, are there as well they should be ashamed of that um so this is sort of like beginning church history for little kids everyone a child should know mm. everyone a child should know um written by claire heath white Mm-hmm. Uh, illustrated by Jenny Brake. Okay. And so this is a really neat book because it has like quick stories of figures, characters from church history, and it's written for kids, it's illustrated, but it kind of begins to whet their appetite about mm. um, people of the faith that we should be familiar with. And mm. so um, not intimidating at all. I think kids will really enjoy that. Our kids enjoy it, even the big three. Okay. okay. Don't <laughs> let them tell you that it's got to be teenage books. But... um. All right. And so here more in the category of apologetics books. Mm-hmm. And I'm going kind of fast through these because I want to make sure that we can open up the phone lines and, and hear from some of our listeners today as well. Um, this book is called 44 Animals of the Bible, 44 Animals of the Bible. Hmm. 
And the author is Nancy Johnson, Nancy mm. Pellander Johnson. And this book features um, animals that are listed in scripture mm-hmm. and a scientific description of those animals. And then also the scripture reference where those animals are, list, uh, are listed. Um, particular favorite for um, the boys in our family, but it, it's not a boy's book, right. but our boys just well, seem JD to enjoy it. JD loves yeah, this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, huge favorite of his. Another one in the category of animals. And by the way, these are books that kids can read on their own. Now, with the exception of the everyone a child should know, um, because we read that to the little three um, and the big three will listen in. Uh, The other books that I've I've listed for you here, um, I'm giving you the age groups, possible age groups. It depends on your kid or your grandkid, but they can read it on their own. And and I think that they will enjoy it. Um, Another great book, another great book. uh, If Animals Could Talk, If Animals Could Talk. It's written by a man named Dr. Werner Gitt, G-I-T-T. Move it up. Yeah, Let me, right yeah. there. Yeah. Is that good? Okay. Dr. Mm-hmm. Warner Gitt, G-I-T-T, um, If Animals Could Talk. It's written from the perspective of animals, and basically it is a defense against Darwinian evolution. It is what these animals would tell us about themselves <laughs> that points to the glory of God. Well. Brilliant. Just brilliant, <laughs> right? Um, another book that um, J.D. grabbed that he thought, oh, man, make sure you tell people about this book is The Radical Book for Kids. I think we've mentioned this book before on the program. I'll move it over. The Radical Book for Kids, written by a man named Champ Thornton. Okay, yep. There we go. The Radical Book up. There we go. Too high? Perfect. Okay, great. The Radical Book for Kids, written by a man named Champ Thornton. Um, Again, just defense for the faith. Mm. Why do we believe what we believe? Um, Our rich and robust history as Christians, something that we should not um, be ignorant concerning. And so this is a great book. I'm just going to drop it there. And um, <laughs> then I hope the table doesn't tip over. I've got a lot of books over there. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> Here's another book. This book, um, Will the Great has read to and walked through with our kids, mm-hmm. um, both sets. I'm trying to make sure that I can see it the way people yeah. watching this stream can see it yeah. as well. Like, if you put it like right in front of your face, that would be like. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> like, Perfect. Yeah, there you go. The-ology. All right, there we go. Theology. Is it Marty Machowski or Marty yeah, Makowski? I say both. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, it's very. We need to interview him one day. He we like really a great should. Guy. It's a playoff <laughs> theology, but theology. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was a family favorite for our kids and uh, growing up. And it was a gift that was given to us that um, we took to heart in reading to our kids and discussing with them. So um, that's that. I want to see if there's another one. Oh, man. Okay, I know we're going to break here. Here's another book that our kids have read for leisure, The Fugitive King, The Fugitive King, written by Elizabeth Hanford. Elizabeth Hanford. It's a retelling of David. Um, All right, we got to grab the break. We'll talk more books today. Leaders or readers, we should all be. All right, Aaron the Addisons, stay right there. Two kinds of sin, but one savior. One son thinks that he can find favor by working harder than his younger neighbor. But there can be an arrogance to labor when I start comparing, thinking that I'm greater. Like I built a city, that makes me the mayor. Forgotten what you give me, that you are my creator. I have tried to build it, I have worked hard, I have willed it, build it. Every brick I had, I think I filled it, but skills miss. Let myself down, feeling wilted. Still to get you high, but the bar is higher still, kid. I am not good. Welcome back to Aaron e. Addison's on American Family Radio. It's the Friday edition. We do a little bit of a lighter show on Fridays. We call it our gumbo show. Everything kind of goes in the pot today. Books. 
books are going in the pot. And uh, <laughs> we're going to open the phone lines up in just a little bit because we want to hear from you. Um, you can let us know what books you're reading or have read. Um, books maybe your kids are reading or have read that you think might be a blessing to other members of the body of Christ. This is how we enrich one another. We share and we grow together. And um, I'm kind of excited to hear from you as well. We were talking books before we went to break. I forgot to say when I was talking about the Truth Chronicles, um, I don't know if I mentioned the author of the book, Truth Chronicles, written by Tim Chaffee and Joe Westbrook. Okay. Uh, and this is more of the, the preteen, upper teen group. This is one of Gabby's mm-hmm. favorites. Uh, it's got all of the drama that teenagers love. <laughs> Tension, conflict, resolution, all of this stuff. And at the same time, teaching apologetics, a defense for what we believe. I mean, it's it's just so nicely done, right? Mm. It's, it's so nicely done. So anyway, Truth Chronicles, I think I didn't mention the author there. Then also for the younger kids and even some of the older kids, the Answers book for kids um, available from Answers in Genesis. Uh, this is a family favorite of ours. So I'm putting that one in there. Then um, as far as catechism goes, um, how do you train your kids, disciple your kids? One of the things that's been a mainstay in our family is discipleship in the home. Mm-hmm. I have to put it in front of my face here. There you go. Okay. Is it, can we, everybody see it? Okay. okay. So discipleship in the home by Matt Friedman. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it has been a mainstay. It is how from the earliest age we've taught our kids um, memorizing the books of the Bible, um, what's in those books, who and wrote the you know, Bible, who wrote the, the Bible, books, the books all, of poetry. Yes, yeah. all of that. And yeah. it's, it's been wonderful. I mean, catechism is just a great way to teach your kids doctrine. It's, I know to us it seems um, overly simplistic, but for kids it works. Like to be able to ask a question and then they know what the answer is. You ask the question, they know what the answer is. And it doesn't matter where they are once you've taught it to them. Um, you can ask them and they can, they can just give you a response. And so this book is really good for that. It gives you some great catechism uh, questions to be able to go over with your kids. Um, in addition to that, devotions for the children's hour, devotions for the children's uh, hour. I don't know. That's an old school. It's still, it it's, still, it's still out there, I think. Okay. By Kenneth Taylor, devotions for the children's hour by Kenneth Taylor. Yeah. Very old book. As you can yes. see, I'm going to show, look at, look at this, the binding here. Uh. Like it is. It's, it's got a good some, book, though, man. Some love tear on it. There we I go. I always like that first um, page in there. It kind of tells that this is not just a, a book of stories. Like, you know, like it, 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 it talks about the depth of what you're going to get into, you know, as you read this with your children. You know, this is so the first cool. paragraph. This is the first paragraph. This is not a Bible storybook. It is a book of doctrine for children, <laughs> yeah. a book that tells what the Bible says about sin and heaven and about the Lord Jesus and many <laughs> other major Bible themes. It is a book written especially for children. I went to the second paragraph. Its words are simple and its thoughts, we hope, are clear. All right. So so that's that. Now, in the area of uh, church history, mm. and I should have ordered these books a little bit better. Hold on. Church okay. history. Oh, in yeah. the area, well, I just go ahead. Were you going to say something, Will the Great? No, go ahead. I didn't have the book stacked in order, so I was going to have to. All right. So the first book that I recommend, um, if you're going to just kind of start out in church history, this is just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Of course, you might have a different opinion, um, but I I really like uh, James Garlow's uh, How God mm-hmm. Saved Civilization. I yes. go back to this book a lot, a lot. because yes. it's so readable. It's it's one of those books that um, just kind of allows you to dive in, and it doesn't 
feel so much like a history book. Uh, he does something really grand in the beginning of each chapter. He kind of uh, he begins with like an anecdotal story um, that is set in the time that he's about to write about so that you're ready to kind of understand what was going on and, mm -hmm. and what God was doing in the history of the church. Really brilliantly done. Um, this was released in 2000. And um, anyway, it's just a really well done book. How God Saved Civilization, written by James Garlow. Um, now, if if you're going to start there and then you want to go to like a, a heavier read, which I hope that you will, um, then what about Church History and Plain Language um, by the late Bruce Shelley? Re revised. I, oh, I'm not showing it. Okay, here we go. Here's the book, mm -hmm. Church History and Plain Language. This is the fourth edition I have. There may be a more recent edition. Mm -hmm. I don't know, fifth or sixth or something like that. But um, that's a that's a thicker, deeper dive. You can use it as a reference book if you want. Um, all right. So then also here is another quick little read mm -hmm. here. Can we see it? Church, Church History 101. 101. Mm -hmm. Very small. You didn't Church show History. The, the James Garlow book, but that's, that's fine. Oh. You gave the title and everything. So okay. Me. Do you want, I'm going to show it because if, if people are visual like I am, then sometimes it's helpful to how God saved civilization. Yes. There we go. Mm -hmm. And uh, then another smaller book here, Church History 101, the highlights of 20 centuries. Um, contributing authors, Sinclair B. Ferguson, uh, Joel Beek, and Michael A.G. Haken. All Michael right. A.G. Haken. Okay. Um, here's, okay, now this is interesting. Guys, so this book is and isn't, well, it is It is a church history book of sorts, but it is a biography um, of um, Harriet Beecher Stowe's life. Mm. And Harriet Beecher Stowe was the author of Uncle Tom's Cabin. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing that was interesting to me about this book, it's written by a woman named Nancy I guess Keister is how you would say the name, K-O-E-S-T-E-R, Nancy Keister. And it's a spiritual life. So it takes a look at Harriet Beecher Stowe as a Christian and her upbringing and her family mm -hmm. and how all of that played into um, what would ultimately be the role that she played in American history. Um, the writing of Uncle Tom's Cabin was no small feat and had no small effect on this country. Yeah. And so this was a fascinating book as I was reading it. It was such a page turner. And of course, as I read it, because I so appreciate church history, I read it in light of what God does through his people in the history of the church and, and not perfect people. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. people with flaws and, and scars, but God is still using those people. Um, one more book, uh, church history written by Sinclair Ferguson in the year of our Lord. In the Year of Our Lord, mm -hmm. written by Sinclair Ferguson. Just a recommendation of a book read there. Uh, a lot of people take uh, winter breaks and are looking for things to read in addition to the things that they will be buying. Okay, um, am I leaving anything out before we make a shift? I'm going to open the phone lines here, 866, I'm sorry, 888 <laughs> I don't know what the A6 is. Okay, 888 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. As we're getting calls queued up, um, I will just remind our, re our listeners that I'm currently reading the book, Person of Interest, and I am enjoying it. Mm -hmm. But I have to say, um, even as I was getting into it, and I, I mentioned when we had Jay Warner Wallace on that, I was going to have the kids do like a write-off to see who gets to read it uh, <laughs> later. But this, it may be a little bit heavy because it does deal with uh, some, you know, cold case 
issue. So it's not written for children. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I just want to I want to come back okay. and make sure that I say that because it does deal with some mm. sensitive topics mm-hmm. uh, in light of a case that is featured in the book, yes. which makes it fascinating for adults. But you'll want to be careful if you're going to let your younger person read it, just depending on that person's age. So yeah, I felt uh, it was important for me to say that. Now, I will point out the two books that we have from uh, we might have more of his books, but uh, Dr. Lutzer. Um, oh, the yes. church in Babylon, and we won't be, we will not be silent. Um, I would point to uh, A. W. Tozer, pursuit of yeah, that's the church in Babylon. I have the other one here with me. <laughs> we will not be silenced. Uh, okay, the, and the, then yeah, I have them both. Yes, here. yes, yes. The, the pursuit of God, A. W. Tozer. Pursuit of God. Yes. Uh, a. W. Tozer. Um, there's also a book that I, that I've. I'm going through again. I haven't got. I want to go through again. Is by C. H. Spurgeon. It's called um, the Soul Winner. The, oh yes, the Soul Winner. That's another uh, good book. So, but anyway, that's so many good books. But you know, really? um, that's my problem is I find a book, I start, and then it's like another book that I want to yes. read. I, I have to be disciplined to like read through the whole thing and then you know get to another book. Um, so can I, I can I tell you the book that I was reading that I felt like uh, Jay Warner Wallace's book just kind of bullied its way out in front of, and and I was enjoying it too. I may I may read both of the books at the same time. I was reading a book called, oh goodness, and I didn't bring it with me, um, but I was reading a book called The First Wives Club, which is an interesting title, right? The First right. Wives Club, right. and the reason it is so titled is because it is a book about the wives of the Reformation, like the early wives, um, in the the Protestant Reformation. So like Martin Luther's wife mm-hmm. and uh, Calvin's wife. Um, and it's just fascinating the role that these women played in the Reformation, which is you you would imagine um, if you're coming out of the prohibition of marriage for those who are clergy, for, mm-hmm. you know, priests, that, that they are the first wives. Right. So that out of the Reformation where it's like, hey, return to the word of God you're free to take a wife. You can be married. They would be in that group of first wives, which I think is a really clever name for a book. So I was really enjoying that. Um, All right, let's go to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. Leaders are readers is the topic. We're talking books, uh, gift gift ideas for kids and grandkids. And Mm -hmm. it goes without, you know, having to mention, but I'm going to mention the straight edge of scripture is the number one book (laughs) that we all should be reading. I'm just, you know, I just, hey, you know, no, I'm, actually, I'm saying. glad you said that, but because I do not want you to think that Jesus loves you more than me. Okay, <laughs> so I'm so glad you said that. But now, what what I'm going to do? <laughs> oh, we gotta man, get if I calls. I want to I want to hold up my legal pad, but I don't want to I don't want people to see the other notes that I have on here that don't pertain to the show. Things Uh-oh. like notes that say pie ingredients that has nothing to do. <laughs> it's. Because there's some sleuths out there that are going to be like, why does she write pie ingredients on the book show notes? (laughs) But can I tell you, and I skipped over this because I got right into it. At the top of the page, I have written the Bible, the Mm -hmm. Bible. And and also, I'm so glad you said that because here's what I also want to say. Christian parents um, and Christian grandparents, if you have kids who are not raising their kids in a Christian context, you know, and, and I know we hear from grandparents and it causes much pain for them. Get your children a Bible as soon as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Get your grandkids a Bible as soon as you possibly can. And I'm old school. And now with, you know, we've lost a lot of our Christian bookstores where you could get their names printed on the Bibles. Remember how? I mean, that was just mm-hmm. such a wonderful mm-hmm. thing to be able to do. Now I think you can go to like trophy stores, but get your kid a Bible. Don't wait until your kid is like 
teenagers, 20s, right. and say, okay, now it's time for you to have a Bible. No, five, four, yeah. three, two, one. Get them a Bible <laughs> as soon as you know what their name is. Get them a Bible, get that name printed on it, and 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 in so doing, show them how important mm. the Word of God is for them to have and read it for themselves. So Amen. I agree with you. Um, the Bible, top of the list. I had that on the top of my list of my legal. And I know you here. did. You ain't right. had this. I know you don't, did. Don't pay attention. See, <laughs> you see that the Bible? Okay. All right. Um, don't worry about pie ingredients. That's not today's topic. All right. Let's go to the phone lines. Will the great? Where do we go? All right. Let's go to Jim. In Oklahoma. Hi, Jim. Hey, how you doing? Good, good. Hey, uh, I appreciate your show. And uh, the book I want to mention is called Gentle and Lowly by Dane Portland. Okay. And I'm uh, beginning to read it for the third time. Mm. Usually when I read a book multiple times, it's, it's, you know, for obvious reasons. So this book really has, really has spoken to me. Two things. What well, the first is that, that the author talks about is is that this book is attempting to show us what is the heart of Jesus. What, what was what was Jesus's heart? And he bases the book on Matthew eleven twenty eight uh, through uh, twenty eight and twenty nine, which is the one "Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest," mm-hmm. so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, "This is the." He says, "This is the only place in the Bible where we learn from Jesus about His heart." And it's really interesting. To, I've really pondered this and looked at it, and I've tried to challenge that assertion a little bit. And I, I think he's correct. And, and one other point that he that he makes, and there's and there's and there's numerous points that I could talk about, but I'll just mention one. Uh, out of respect for what you said, um, <laughs> is that uh, this idea that that he puts forth and is that when that when we sin, okay, as believers, we we tend to we tend to feel like well you know God is God is upset with this and and in a certain sense we should we should feel that way, but yet what he what he puts forth is the idea that. Uh, when we, even as believers, sin, that Christ is drawn closer to us in that at that time, and it's it's really something. It's really kind of, you know, uh, changed my 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 thinking. Kind of done something inside of me to think about the tenderness and the mercy and the gentleness and the lowliness mm. of who Christ is. Okay, yeah. Because in those verses, he says, "I am gentle and lowly." And so he comes to us at our low points. He comes to us. He comes for sinners. Hmm. And so it's uh, really a good read. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, like I said, I'm reading it for the third time. And I got wow. like, he has a companion, a companion book on questions or on a study guide, which I'm going to go through. But as I digest it, I realize the the the, the, the application for me is. Jesus is gentle and lowly, therefore, Jesus lives in me, therefore, I need to be just like he is, mm. you know. And that's how it's kind of working for me. So that's, that's okay. the book I would like to mention. And so the book is Gentle and Lowly, and you said the author is Dean Portland? Dane. D- no, ma'am. Uh, Dane or- Portland, like, Portland. Ray, like Ray Ortland. Okay, like his okay. Son. It's his son. It's, it's his son, Dane Ortland, O-R-T-L-U-N-D. 
Okay. I think I hear the word Ray, or the name Ray Ortland on AFR quite a bit, but uh, Ray Ortland. Okay. But anyway, really a great read. He's a pastor uh, in Indiana, and uh, he's got several other books out that are that I'm also uh, delving into. But this one here uh, was a uh, it's kind of been a paradigm shift for me. This is very good. Jim, thank you so much. I appreciate you calling in. Let me give the number again, 888-589-8840. We're talking books. Let's talk books together. We'll grab the break and we'll be right back. Back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. It's a Friday edition. We got a bank full of calls, so we're talking books today, and we've invited you to talk books with us. What are you reading? What have you read? What are your kids reading? Have they read that you think might enrich our lives as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ? And um, so we're going through some of those things. I'm going to jump back in with just a few more titles that we have, and then we're going to go straight to the phone lines, 888-589-8840. By the way, I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that was KB with This Is Life. Okay, so this book, um, I'm going to introduce kind of like two of them together. It's in the in the same family, but they are distinct books. They're different books, uh, same author. So this one is How the Bible Works, How the Bible Works. It's authored by Bill Foster, uh, Seeing the Connectedness of Scripture. It's an illustrated guide. I'm actually going through this book right now with the children in our local church fellowship. God is telling us something in the Bible that he doesn't intend for us to just um, make up our own takeaways. Mm -hmm. Like God is telling us his story. He is telling us something. And uh, Bill Foster does an incredible job of just laying that out. So I want to highly recommend these books. These books can be done. You can read this on your own if you want to learn and grow in your Bible reading, or if you felt intimidated by the Bible if you felt intimidated by the Bible, I think there's so many ways that the enemy deceives us and tells us that, well, you can't understand. You don't know. You don't know. And um, this will help you with that. And then the second one is how to read the Bible. Literally, how to read the Bible. It's an illustrated guide. It's got pictures in it. <laughs> no shame in pictures and books, even for <laughs> adults. Uh, so anyway, those two things. And then one other. And then we'll go to the phone lines. Um I put this in the category of church history. I just love things like this. This book is called Devoted, uh, Great Men and Their Godly Moms. Devoted, <laughs> Great Men and Their Godly Moms. And it covers uh, men like John Newton, Hudson Taylor, J. Gresham Machen, John Piper, Charles Spurgeon, Augustine, D.L. Moody, Timothy, and more, written by a man named Tim Chalice. Tim Challies. Um, I think he has a, his him. website is yes. Glittering Follies, I think, or something like that. A prolific writer, mm -hmm. and he reviews books, and he writes books. And so, anyway, I didn't put this in the right place. Here we go. There we go. All right. To the phone lines we go, Will the Great. We're first. All right. Let's go to Tom in Ohio. Hi, Tom. How you doing? Doing Hello. good. Go ahead. Great. Um, what a great topic. You guys always are on. 
uh, right on uh, right on the number, and uh, just love that you guys make it playing like this in my church. So anyway, right to it. Uh, Wise Young Women Believe by Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth and Dana uh, Gresh. Yes. That's a mouthful. <laughs> and and, uh, and, there's, and to confess, I have not read that particular book, mm-hmm. but the first book, uh, when Nancy was na- known as Nancy Lisa Moss before mm-hmm. she got married, mm-hmm. uh, put out the book called Wise Women Believe. And why I read that as a man, uh, don't ask me why, but it was such a blessing <laughs> that I've read it two times. And uh, hey, truth is truth. You know, God's Word is true, and uh, so much that applies uh, to men as well. But anyway, so I know that this is a, uh, a you know, uh, a segue from from uh, the lies women believe to yet the lies young women believe, and it teaches, teaches young girls, I'm talking tweens, maybe up to teens, you know, late teens, mm-hmm. uh, about their value in, um, in, in God's eyes. Mm. That is Thank so you, good. Tom. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate that. You know, yes. I, I actually think we have a copy of that book, but I've not read it. Mm-hmm. I need to read that book. I need to give it to our daughters to read it. Lies Young Women Believe, Nancy Lee DeMoss, Wagamuth, mm-hmm. um, and then oh, there's Dana a co-author. Grish. Dana Gresh. Mm-hmm. Very good. Tom, thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, the great, where do we go next? All right. Let's go to Jamie in Louisiana. Hi, Jamie. Hello, brother. Mickey, how are you? Doing Hello. great. Good. This is not a book, but this is a, because I used to do homeschooling as well. I had a program, but it, here is a science, uh, not just science, but a learning idea for kids as well as adults to kind of do together. Mm-hmm. In the book of Romans, it says, Romans 1 and 18 uh, through 20, I think, it says, uh, For the invisible things of God from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even as, eternal, even as God had an eternal power, so that we are without excuse. Mm-hmm. So what God has shown me, and I'm learning so much from God, is that you cannot separate the creator from the creation. In other words, his DNA is in everything. And so, mm. for instance, God made water, and so things come in solid, liquid, and gas. So when you look at the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, so his DNA is even in water. So watch this here. So God is the Father created all things, but when the Father had to become the Son, he manifested as solid, just like water turns to solid. So as God's purposes change, just like water changed, if you're thirsty, you don't want solid water, you want liquid water. When humanity needed God as a Savior, they didn't need him as the Spirit. They needed him in flesh. And so when he went back to the Father, he was no longer Father, Son, although he was, but it was like gas phase because he went back to the Father. So when you see water burn, it goes up as an evaporation. So all of creation has a representation of God in it. And so if you'll take your time and just pick out little certain things in nature— You'll see God in everything. It's challenging, but through prayer, it can become so exciting, and you learn so much about God. Jamie, Jamie. Oh, go ahead. oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was gonna ask a question for clarity. Mm-hmm. I just and Jamie's like, that's not why I called in. I know, but listen, all right. You, I just I want to get a question. So, are you are you saying that you believe that God has presented Himself in various modes? that he has existed in different modes. Is that, is that what I'm understanding? 
Well, what I'm yeah, in so many in so many words, I'll, I'll do the scripture again. It says, "For the invisible things of Him, from the creation of the world, are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal head and God power, even His even His God head and eternal power, yes. we are without excuse." So what I'm saying yes. is that God has different divine attributes of Himself released in nature. In other words. Just like you and okay, you and your husband, you guys have children, right? Parents mm-hmm. have children. So, so if to find out if those children are yours, they they can do scientific tests to find uh, DNA of you and Will inside of the children. Well, that's the same way God does. The Bible says all things were created by the Word of God. The Word is God. So God has revealed a part of Himself in all of creation. And if we look at that's why He could speak in parables. The parable would actually yes. relate back to the divine principles of himself, of his plan and purposes. Yes. No, I so so Jamie, I agree with you um to the point of the scripture in Romans. I just I I wanted to bring some clarity. I and it I, sounded I don't like wanna modalism. Like it, sounded it sounded like, like modalism. That the father, yeah. you know, came back as Jesus in the New Testament and now that Jesus is the Holy Spirit. You know, that whole he came in different modes. Um and the reason yeah, and and the reason I wanted to to be careful with that is because the Bible doesn't support that. Now the Bible does support obviously the Bible does support what you're saying about God leaving his mark and what he has made yeah. so that man is without excuse. The only thing that I was a little bit like e um is when you were describing God as um water in different forms because you cannot have all of those forms at the same time. And, and I think the Bible gives us a clear picture of the eternal Godhead. In fact, in the same scripture that you use, mm-hmm. the Bible tells us very clearly that what God has revealed, he's revealed about the eternal Godhead, which we know to be God three and yet one, right. um, one in essence, three in persons, if you will. Um, and, and so that's the only reason I wanted to just get clarity, because I would hate to um, I would hate for us to confuse our listeners on what we have believed and taught about orthodoxy is one of the things that we try to teach our kids that there are certain things about the Christian faith that we cannot negotiate away and so the eternal Godhead God eternally existent three in one Jesus Christ the word in the beginning um he he wasn't um he wasn't non-existent um ever and in fact you know this this was something that that the church battled even with Arius who believed that Jesus was created by God, that the church, you know, we we stood against that because the Bible didn't support it. And because what God has made known about himself is that he eternally exists three in one. And so I, I just, I just. Just wanted to be clear about just that. Just want to be and clear I, you know, on Jamie's that. still on. And I know we have to move, but Jamie, it, it, anything else you would like to say? On that point. No, no, no. Look, I know you guys got to go. Uh, maybe I'll send you guys an email or something. Okay. I don't want to take okay. up any more time, but I would okay. like to maybe discuss more about it uh, on a personal level. Yes. But anyway, okay. you guys have a great one, and uh, thanks, thanks for listening. Thank you, Yeah, Jamie. no, that's great. Can I, can I say something? Addison's at AFR.net. Addison's yes. at AFR.net. Yeah. Sorry, that's really good. I can tell you something else that I, I thought maybe Jamie might be going to. Well, no, I'll save it. Let's go back to the phone lines because we've got a lot of calls queued up. All right, let's go to Connie in Texas. Hi, Connie. Hi, um, I'm a former public school science teacher. Um, fortunately, was in elementary grade, so wasn't hit with evolution too much. <laughs> the the thing I would like to recommend is there's a website. It's 
the website of the Institute for Creation Research. It's oh, a scientific I love it. institute. Yes. But what their website is icr.org, and they have books for children that biblically align. Mm-hmm. Um, they're creationist books, but they're science books. Mm. There are dinosaur books. There, there's, there's Ice Age books. There are books that, that parents could get to help their children understand the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yes. No science. God yes. knows what he did, and it's, it's printed. The, the ICR organization are Bible-believing scientists. Yes. And they present that case um, well and in a way that children can understand and mm-hmm. parents can understand, too. And I just highly recommend it. The other place that, that I go for children's books is um, Tony Evans. TonyEvans.org has wonderful children's books. Mm. And, again, they're biblically aligned. Oh, oh Connie, thank, thank you so thank much. You, that is such a great recommendation. Let me just show you what I'm holding up here. Here is another book that I was going to recommend. It is The Remarkable Record of Job, The mm-hmm. Remarkable Record of Job, and it's authored by the late uh, Dr. Henry Morris, um, who passed in 2006, but he also um, retired as the president of the Institute for Creation Research. And anyway, this is a great book. It just shows what God was revealing about himself and about his creation uh, when there was no way, there was no way that Job, scientifically speaking, could have known what he knew, except God revealed it. Because mm-hmm. even the developments in technology didn't exist to tell us what we know today, but Job was writing about it. Mm-hmm. But Job was given an account of it. And so this is a fascinating book. So I want to highly recommend this for parents. Uh, you can read it and then you can teach it to your kids. Uh, but it's called The Remarkable Record of Job. And it's written by doc- the late Dr. Henry Morris. And you can find that um, at the Institute for Creation Research website. So thank you so much, Connie. Will the Great, where do we go next? Let's go to Sandra in Oklahoma. Hi, Sandra. Yes, thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm calling to recommend The Glitter Effect by Timothy Lewis. It's published by a Christian publishing house. It's a middle-level publishing house, Elk Lake Publishing. Mm -hmm. And it's a middle grade, but kind of a mystery book. You think of the Hardy Boys or Nancy Mm -hmm. Drew. Yes. Mm -hmm. Just a minute, and I'll read you this. Whoops, get that. If you can hear me, can you hear me okay? We can, yes. Okay. Um, oh, no, what happened to it? <laughs> well, I'll just tell you about it. I thought I had pulled up, and I've got an advertisement I was driving. Um, it's about boys who solve crimes using their own tools and their own uh, initiative and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It has God-given principles and also, uh, love of country. There's, a, I think, a retired veteran that works with them. Hmm. But it it involves a lot of respect, and, uh, and it's just it's a good. It takes place at a university where one of the boys' brothers uh, is going to school, and there are a lot of tunnels underneath, and bicycles disappear, and they try to solve the crime. And it's mm-hmm. actually written by my twin brother. Oh, and wow! It was just released last week. So, and it can be found on Amazon or at Barnes, Barnes and Noble. And okay. what's the name of the book? The Glitter Effect. The Glitter Effect, G-L-I-T-T-E-R. Uh-huh. And, and your brother's Timothy name again? Timothy Lewis. Timothy Lewis, L-E-W-I-S. 
Okay, very good. Sandra, thank you so thank much. You. you get Sister of the Year Award. I mean, <laughs> right. you, you know, it's it's one thing to call in and talk about authors, but to call in and talk about your twin brother. Man. I mean, it's not every day that you get to do that, and it's in context, like it's on the topic. Very <laughs> good. Thank you so much for that. Okay, I think we're out of time. Will the Great, um, yeah. one last book title that you might want to throw in? Um, no, go ahead. The Tale of Three Kings? Yeah, maybe? that's a good one. Yes, The Tale of... That's a good one. <laughs> All right. That's a classic that's one. A also, classic. I want to say another classic one, just real quick. Knowing God, J.I. Packer. Uh, Knowing yes, God. This is too. a classic book. You can't go wrong here. J.I. Packer, Knowing God. Read it yourself. Read it with your kids. All right. We're out of time. Until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.